0: welcome to beauties and headcanons where we're nerdy and you probably are too I'm Teagan and I'm here today with Lindsay and we're here to talk nerdy to you about our favorite little walk down nostalgia lane Um, lately (laughs) with everything going on uh, just in the world in general and in our own lives like we kind of just need a little bit of a break and so we've been kind of going back and exploring a little bit just like shows, cartoons, things that we used to consume when we were growing up, um, things that were relevant when we were growing up and kind of just re-experiencing that and kind of re-examining it a little bit, Um, seeing if some of it holds up to the test of time and if it doesn't, (laughs) um, you know, what that looks like and if it does, what that looks like. I also just wanted to give a quick announcement. Um, we will be taking a little bit of a break for the rest of the month here. Um, yay. Happy one year on Podbean. woo <laughs> um, But it's, you know, we've been doing this podcast since, what, 2018? Yep. Does that uh, sound right?
1: February 2018, something like
0: that. Yeah, so it's been, like, three years. And so, like... It's crazy to think about. We've been doing the podcast for this long, but, you know, it's where we are in our lives and our schedules and, you know, just our everyday day-to-day life is just, you know, it's changed. It's different than it has been in the past three years. And so we want to just take a little bit of time to kind of retool a little bit, maybe have a few episodes recorded and ready to go so that we can, you know, make sure that we get episodes out on time because... Lately, our schedules have just been kind of tossed up in the air, and especially with school coming up and, you know, everything that's involved with, especially, you know, getting a kid into a school in a new state and getting all of that settled, you know, it's it's definitely going to be a lot coming up. I, I can see that on the horizon. So basically, we're just kind of wanting to preempt that and nip that in the bud a little bit so that, you know, you're not looking for episodes when there's supposed to be an episode, and so we're not... St- Scrambling and struggling to, you know, put something together that's also, you know, up to our own quality and standards on the show. Because we don't want to just be slinging episodes out here right and left if they aren't really good episodes, (laughs) you know?
1: Well, and, you know, we definitely don't want anyone to worry about us. So if our schedules are a little goofy, we wouldn't want uh, to, you know, scare anyone that, oh, an episode didn't come out this week, what's going on? Or even... uh, Not only is there going to be a whole bunch of cool stuff that you're going to have to take care of, but I I guess I've got a high schooler now and um, I think I'm going back to school as well. So um, we definitely could use just a little bit of a break to recoup and re- um, convene and see what kind of awesome content we can come up with, uh, for the start of the school year of 2021 uh, to 2022. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with that, um, today's episode is uh, kind of like nostalgic. Um, gonna be a, a mishmash of ideas that we've been tossing around for a little while because uh, Tegan had actually said something to me about how she. And Lee had started to binge watch some I Love the Eighties uh, episodes on YouTube with yes. a show that was like it's about a twenty year old show now. Well, uh, yeah. At this time, uh, but I guess I just I, I you said this and I was like feeling so anxious.
0: I know, right?
1: And then it turns out that you and I are only like a year apart in, mm-hmm. uh, where when we graduated, and. Um, yeah, so the 80s, uh, I guess I didn't have a whole lot that I knew about in the 80s because I was relatively young, um, but I, I don't know if it was you or I or uh, someone else I was talking about, talking to about it, but it always seems like each, um, decade really gets its swing near the end of the year, uh, Mm -hmm. the end of the, end of the 10 year, uh, span there and kind of spills over into the to the 90s a little bit too so oh yeah definitely um, what specifically about the 80s did they say that they loved about it Uh, well
0: and see this is one of the things where it's like you know I didn't really participate in or consume or you know I I wasn't really because of just the way I I was raised, I wasn't really participating in pop culture and absorbing it the way like most people normally were. Like I didn't really get to start until the early 2000s and so like I was so, so far behind. So like a lot of the stuff like I don't normally associate directly with my my young childhood, but I did kind of start gleaning and picking it up like when I was older. Um, especially because like I would sneak around and watch shows. Like I love the eighties. I love the nineties and stuff like that. And so I'd be like, oh yeah, like I tangentially remember seeing like this in a store or this poster or, you know, I, I, you know, I start to connect to the dots a little bit. So like, it's, it's interesting, like going back and watching these things because it's like, I don't remember this at all. Or, oh, I kind of remember this or, oh, I remember watching this much later. Um, One of the things like I really kind of appreciate though, is like, shows like that they don't just focus on like pop culture they also focus on like what is happening in the world as well so it kind of ties in those events in there as well so you know I was isolated a lot more from pop culture but not necessarily from like events going on so you know like Olympics and things like that I can you know I could still like kind of catch up a little bit to that so it, you know, it was just really interesting going back and watching all of these things and even just the, the aesthetics and the colors and everything of that. It's like, oh, man, like, this this is really nice, at least for, you know, this. And, um, you know, at, at least with uh, the 80s, we didn't really get into the I Heart the 90s. Um, but with the 80s, at least, like, uh, we, we watched... We watched, like, most of it, most of the decade, um, but we particularly wanted to watch, like, our birth year because we were like, oh, well, what cool stuff is coming out, you know, the year that we were born, you know? And 1987, uh, it was really very strongly um, about these very stereotypical action movies, like there was Predator and there was Robocop and just, you know, very... Like, when you think of 80s action movies, a lot of the movies that were coming out around that time were very, very similar. Like, like that is what you would be thinking of, you know? Uh, and, you know, it really speaks to a lot, I think, of the 80s, just very big, very over-the-top action and masculinity everywhere you know um and for whatever reason like my parents were okay with me watching like certain things like predator they were fine with for some reason uh I watched that when I was like um I think like 10 or so I don't know if that was really super appropriate but I enjoyed it at least um and then things like uh uh there's a couple Arnold Schwarzenegger movies too that they allowed me to watch and like I I remember watching them like obviously much later after they came out and you know it just it just has that certain vibe to it you know when you watch these movies it doesn't matter when necessarily you watch them it's like you're immediately taken back into this certain 80s cool masculine really more like a hyper masculine big action kind of vibe like there's just this there's just that kind of aesthetic surrounding those movies that you don't really get in movies coming out from the '90s or the 2000s, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing or a good thing. It's just very indicative of the time that it was made in and released in. Yeah,
1: yeah, that makes sense. Um, I even feel like Kindergarten Cop. Uh, I don't think yeah. that was an '80s movie; that was early '90s, I think. Yeah. But even like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that was like the ideal. Uh, you know big macho cop guy mm-hmm. um i i think they even kind of like played on that yeah more than anything else in the movie um so i uh wanted to mention also that, you know like i heart the 80s great what was did you have a chance to look at like the i heart the 2000s, or 2000s yes like if i think about the the time period of like when i was the most formidable and becoming like who i was probably gonna end up being was Mm -hmm. more in the 2000s, because that was when I had, like, freedom to go to the mall and buy stuff and do all the things.
0: Oh, definitely. Like, the right around the time that I graduated, like, the mid-2000s, that was when I started, like, really stepping out and kind of getting acquainted with pop culture in general and being a little bit more independent. So, like, I was watching this, and, okay, so... Just the just the idea that like, you know, we were out we we're outside of the two thousands long enough to like actually have an I heart the two thousands recap. Not only that, but that recap that recap aired seven years ago. Holy crap. Like Oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel very old now. <laughs> <laughs> but just looking back on like some of the movies, the music, the, you know, things that were going on in the world, like, it's just so It's so weird looking at it through that particular lens, because it's like, you know, I was here and I lived it, and now it's being recapped on a VH1 show. Right, and
1: it doesn't seem like it was that long ago.
0: Right, right, because, you know, you think about it, in 2001 is 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. That's when I, that's, that, I was a freshman in high school 20 years ago, like, holy crap, like, this is so weird, and to, like, actually think of it in this way, but yeah
1: (laughs) Yep. it's yep exactly it's just so in the 80s my i had i had older siblings so Mm -hmm. um i had three approximately and they were all significantly older i have a 10 years older brother a nine years older brother an eight years older sister Mm -hmm. and so like everything that they were up to was the hip and cool stuff to do oh yeah um when i was only you know four or five years old so it, it's funny to me because, like, I remember my sister having the, the big hair and mm-hmm. the, um, uh, you know, like, she'd roll her pants so that they, like, you, like, would tuck part of it in and then roll it up and Mm -hmm. she'd have the big fluffy socks to go over it oh yeah Um, I remember that (laughs) I I even like recently like went on Amazon just to see if I could find these big fluffy socks and you can totally buy them on Amazon oh um, yeah and and wear them with your leggings or whatever you want to do I I I mean I could rock in 80s uh look for sure oh yeah um but it's so but also like the socks just look comfortable and i want them so that i can have warm
0: feet. <laughs> yeah, i i actually like randomly looked up because uh, one of the things that came up was like those stirrup leggings um yes. and the strip of cloth and i was like, you uh-huh. know what? Those those still look really comfortable and i'd still really like a pair and yeah, you can totally like there are sellers that still Sell them like currently, yeah, and I'm like, I
1: definitely rock those.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm I'm probably gonna have to like get a couple because I mean now living in Idaho, like I actually have a reason to wear like pants,
1: warm items. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Because yeah. like in North Carolina, it's like oh well, we'll get down to like the 40s, maybe the 30s, and it's like it, it's not long enough to really justify like stocking up on sweatpants and leggings yeah. and. S- you know, all that stuff. But now it's like, I'm going to actually have a reason for that. Now. <laughs>
1: yeah, you and Lee are going to have to like actually wear coats.
0: I know. That's crazy. Wow. I, I literally <laughs> never wore a winter coat once while I was living in North Carolina. I wore, <laughs> I wore like a sweatshirt, like when it got really cold, obviously. But right. to me, it was never cold enough to even warrant wearing a jacket. So now it's like, now I'm going to actually have to get a jacket
1: right and and, you know like having Wisconsin blood running through my veins it has to get down to 20 degrees for me to be like oh I should probably bust out the winter coat yeah
0: yeah I've lived in Minnesota and Wisconsin so long that that's my mindset so living in North Carolina was just like "Was
1: like this isn't cold yeah
0: yeah (laughs) so now now I'm back to it but it's okay I, I don't mind the cold that much If anything, I get to bundle it. I always enjoyed having
1: all of the seasons. I always, Mm -hmm. even if one of them is road construction, I'm I'm usually okay (laughs) with most of it. Um, Okay, so we also need to talk about the television shows then. Yes. That that were on in the 80s and the 2000s and stuff like that. I've also, like, noticed on Netflix especially, um, and this is a a topic that hopefully we'll talk about uh, when we come back in September, but... Mm -hmm um something about like the difference between reboots and uh sequels that have been coming out recently yes um we never had a chance to like talk about she-ra uh mm-hmm. but my uh ash yeah, she's taught she's watching that again right now even though she watched it like two years ago when it came out and you know she was 10 12 mm-hmm. years old so she wasn't consuming it in the same way she's consuming it now which is which i think is really interesting but especially um you can even add that to to us too like i know you didn't have a chance to consume a whole lot that was on the television then um but i didn't either but i almost kind of like want to do a case study on what that would have been like for someone who um is consuming that kind of media at different ages because yeah. she was awesome like the the way that the, the characters are joking with each other on the netflix show mm-hmm. is really cool but that's a uh, redo not a sequel um and there's something that netflix recently uh posted oh masters of the universe they yes. have a sequel Uh, out and masters of the universe was out before we were born that Mm -hmm. was like early 80s yeah that was like 82 83
0: something like that
1: so for them to take are they pandering to our generation or are they trying to make uh she-man and hira like uh you know masters of the universe are they trying to make that more for this audience
0: and see like this is where i think like we we probably need like a whole big episode on this because Your like i've okay. yeah because like i have so many thoughts regarding not just reboots or sequels or remakes themselves but also the way that they're marketed because i think that also plays into how they're received and how they're put out there and that can actually change how they're received because the way that masters of the universe was marketed it was marketed Um, basically as, you know, like you said, as like a sequel. And so, like, you know, people, you know, Adam was obviously put out there in the forefront as being like, you know, the main character and all that stuff. And, you know, it basically seemed like it was going to follow the same kind of things as the original show. But that was pretty much just like the first episode. And then after that, it was like mostly completely different. And it's like, I... I don't think most fans would have minded that necessarily if they went into the show expecting that. But when right, you right. set up that expectation and then don't deliver, it's like, you know, you, you can't have people love it if you tell them that it's something else to begin with, if right. that makes sense.
1: Yep. And then you, are you committed to, to watching the show after you've watched the first episode or can you yeah on the second episode? Yeah, yeah most of us are completists. like mm-hmm. I can't not finish a thing uh, unless it's a book and I've got several of them open so <laughs> but uh, most of the time I want to try and finish a series
0: yeah and start another one yeah there's there's, there's been variation yeah yeah there's been very few series that I've just like given up on without watching like all of the all of the series because I I haven't watched all of Game of Thrones so <laughs> that ought to tell you. I'm usually very committed. I think there's only two series, no, three series I can name off the top of my head that I haven't finished once I started watching them, um, and all for various reasons. But yeah, like looking at you know these these series with, uh, especially with the ones that are coming back with reboots and things like that. I also think there are quite a few different series who could maybe use not necessarily a reboot but maybe like in some additional seasons to explore some new things because there was still like basically there's still some mileage there's still some value in this and you know obviously there's always this balancing act of you know is this too much are we doing too much are we going too far you know are we jumping the shark or you know are we ending at the right time and obviously you know i would rather a series end before that point and be complete, but at the same time, you know, I, I think that there's just, ugh, there are still some series out there that could still use, I don't know, maybe an additional season or two to flesh out some extra ideas. Um, I know one my husband and I have been really binging lately has been Gargoyles that initially came out in the mid-90s. And uh, it's been so, so good going back and watching that because there are so many unique concepts and ideas that they presented in that series. And we're in the dreaded season three now where the quality is, like, kind of dropping off. Uh, I swear this was a thing in the 90s where, like, they would do the first few seasons or so um, themselves and then they would contract out for, like, the last season or two, because you see the same thing in X Men: The Animated Series, Batman: The Animated Series. You reach a certain point, and the animation is different. It's cheaper. It's not as good. The writing is eh, the quality kind of drops off mm. drops off a little bit. So, like we're still like watching the season three, but it's like the uh, mm, how the animation, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah, and like how the animation itself is just really jarring and how cheap and how not good it is even for, like, mid-90s. Like, it, yeah, mm, yeah nah, y'all shouldn't have done that. <laughs> y'all right. shouldn't have done that. <laughs>
1: I was also, though, noticing, like, the, um, and, like, think of this as, I guess, a teaser to us coming back in September, I suppose, because mm-hmm. we can definitely refine these ideas and, and think about them a little bit more. But, um, I had also, uh, watched the Sailor Moon, um, uh, special that just came out, yeah. And the the animation's different, and the sequences are different, and they really like smashed full seasons of sh- of the of the the show into like these little one and a half, almost two hour movies, and they were like the weirdest thing. I I loved yeah. it. I consumed it. I thought it was great, but I also feel like there was something lost in it. Yeah. Um. Because of the rush. They, because of the rush. Like they. Mm-hmm they really took concepts that took entire episodes to um to show you and they just like
0: glazed uh, over it over them. Yeah. yeah
1: it was so weird i was like oh well, okay but um like yay you made this consumable for people on netflix but did you really like yeah <laughs> yeah and i don't have anything bad to say you know like i i liked what they did Um, I didn't actually get to watch the original um, sub or dub. Uh, I know that I was, you know, in love with Sailor Saturn and Sailor Pluto, but didn't really know very much about them. Um, My um, best friend, uh, Lindsay, she was much more into that than I was, Um, but I I was along for the ride. You know, I was really her ride or die when it came down to that (laughs) stuff. So it was, it was like wonderful, but simultaneously it was like uh, I I, did, I just didn't get to like love it as much as she did. So I, yeah. you know, and, and I've I've made the comment more than once in the past three years that we've been on the podcast that, you know, I'm 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 it's not that I'm a fair weather uh, nerd or geek, but kind of in a way. Like I I am here for it, whatever it happens to be. You know, we um we I I, I love the MCU, I love the cinematic universe. Um, but we've been talking a lot about it in the past. Um, yeah. a Couple of months, and so I'm kind of burned out on it. And oh yeah. We're trying, we're trying to watch Agent Carter, uh, the second season, right now, and I'm like, you know, I could, I could get away from the cinematic universe. I could, I could, kind of walk away from Marvel right now and and be okay with it for a little while. Oh yeah. Um, I totally get and, that. Yeah, and so it's kind of like a, I ne- I need other consumables. So there's mm-hmm. like all these other things to be doing, um, right now that are. That are drawing my attention instead of my normal uh, stuff that I would think that mm-hmm. I was ascribing to, but I yeah, mean, it, it, that's kind of like how it always goes. There's um, the Star Wars Bad Batch, which I still haven't done. Mm-hmm. I supposedly I'm over the hump in um, Clone Wars, where Woo-hoo. I should be getting more towards adult, more adultier content, so it's not too yeah. much catered towards children. Um, so I'm excited for that, but I also like. I haven't started it, haven't picked it up, I haven't, you know, got on the clicker and just said, okay, let me, let me listen to a couple episodes of this, um, so it's, it's interesting because like we have so much stuff that's floating around for us, um, and the way it's like, the way it meshes itself into your life, it, it has so much to do with where you are at and what you're up to um, at that time so yeah Yeah. okay tangent that was that was a um that's that's a concept i'm trying out for you guys it's called a stream of consciousness that's my last name and i think it'd be hilarious if uh geek on fleek uh turned into stream of consciousness because i love it oh boy (laughs) i absolutely love it That was a bit tangential
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh no and i mean it it's totally relevant and i mean like my my husband and i were just like talking about i mean we've talked about this a few times but like just the last week or so how like it's really this is kind of like the age of geeks like if you're a geek if you're into any kind of thing like that like this is the time to live because you know when we were growing up even though i wasn't as plugged in like still even if i were like we were limited by, you know, do you even have a cable subscription? Do you, can you even get these channels? You know, these things are still, they are only going to air one episode a week. And then, oh, you better watch out the TV guide because they might change the schedule. And if they change the schedule, well, nobody's going to actually tell you, (laughs) you know, like you don't, you're not able to just pull up your phone, Google on your phone and look, hey, when is this airing? You know, you don't you don't get to connect with other geeks in the same way you're only pretty much you know in your little local circle more or less and that's about it and if nobody else in your local yeah. circle is into something well that's just the way it is you know maybe there's a con that might be coming close to you maybe not you know it's it was all very kind of nebulous and as far as like connections and access went and in this day and age when you just need like a subscription and a smartphone You know, you can geek out and do whatever you want anywhere, which on the one hand, I think is great. But on the other hand, like you were talking about, you can get kind of burnt out of certain things. Um, I know I do when I'm gaming, you know, I, you know, I pull up Dragon Age, Mass Effect, things like that, and I'll game I'll play through those and just, like, go super hard at it for, like, weeks at a time. And then it's like, oh, okay, like, I, I'm kind of over this. Like, I, I need something else. So then I'll go and I'll play something else. I might play Fallout. I might may, may play, like, Spiritfarer. I might play, you know, just something completely different. But, you know, I need that kind of change in aesthetic, and venue, in play style. And, you know, I, I just need that change. Because otherwise, I'm just going to get burned out, like you said. So... You know, I think it's a great time, especially if we're if you're a geek to kind of you know be alive and be consuming these things. Um, but at the same time, I think it can be a detriment. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, like we can go back and we can, like you said, we we got we just got to retool. So that's kind of been what we've been doing. You know, we've obviously been consuming a bunch of Marvel stuff. You know, with the different shows that have been coming out, but it's just kind of a lot. So like that's that you know, we've been going back watching Avengers assembled and watching Gargoyles and just watching, you know, a couple of other like older cartoons that we really vibed with and, you know, got along with when we were growing up or like so it's 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 cool. <laughs> like it, it is really cool I think living where we are right now where we can just access whatever we want whenever we want, <laughs> you know.
1: Right, no, I definitely feel like there's a um, really cool element to, to all of the different options we have for what we can consume and what we what we choose to do. Um, mm-hmm. We have been living in this pandemic for a year and a half now, too. and we, we touch on it every once in a while uh, because it's such a big part of where we live and what we're up to. Um, and conventions and stuff are starting to reschedule and concerts and and things are beginning to um, start again and you know it's it's funny because seeing a whole bunch of people in a concert venue um without masks and uh not knowing what 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 could happen in a couple Mm -hmm. of months um in regards to if we're going to still be doing conventions and concerts and things is is really um a very different part of the future for geekdom and fandoms and all of all of the stuff that we took for granted before this Mm -hmm. so um i mean i was always going out and doing the things and i know that you weren't so much um (laughs) that that there's a lot more like media that you're able to to look at online and Mm -hmm. um things that you ascribe to each month um so it's, it's just been really it's been really enlightening for me um but it's funny there's only so many hours in the day <laughs> yeah yeah it, <laughs> if i had no full-time job i i think i I'd, I'd be a much better geek uh than i am now for sure
0: well i mean i i still get the same way too you know even though i don't like actually like work a job you know still like staying at home and being a parent like that, like you know, obviously I still have to take care of the kid, I still have to, you know, clean the house and, you know, make sure that it doesn't descend into an absolute pigsty you know, I have to sometimes still go buy groceries and make food and do all that stuff so I mean, even even you know, not having a full time job, I still feel like there aren't enough hours in the day because I, I just um, I just bought this uh, pack of a five pack of books um, from the Dragon Age universe. It's It was like five mm-hmm. books for like $22 or something like that. Sure. And most of them were ones I wanted anyway. So like I have five books like just ready to go whenever I want to read them. I have stories and things that I want to write and things that I want to address. I have games that I want to play. You know, obviously I have the podcast that I want to, you know, develop topics for and record and do all that stuff with. And it's like, You know, even not having that full-time job, I'm still, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, what have I really accomplished now? (laughs) Like, I feel like I haven't done anything done.
1: I have some single uh, friends who who are young mothers who, every time, I'm always like, "Um, you're alive, your children are alive, they're fed, you're fine, everything's going to be fine. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But it's just, like, you know, I, I get, you know, when you have a job, like, you feel constricted and constrained by, you know, oh, they're just... You know, I'm always doing something and I'm not really catering to that. And it's like, well, I I do feel similar in some ways because like, you know, there just really aren't enough hours in the day sometimes to do every little thing that you want to do, unfortunately. (laughs) So I've... A lot happening. Yeah, so I, I've really kind of had to lock off, like, certain days, like, okay, this day, you know, I'm going to do the podcast. So that means I'm going to record, I'm going to edit, upload, do all, you know, graphics and stuff like that. So, you know, that's going to be my big thing for the day. And then, like, maybe another day, okay, well, I'd like to really concentrate on writing, especially with these certain things or concepts or stories or characters or what have you so that's going to be what I do that day. And then maybe another day I'm like, you know, I really just want to relax and kind of game and stuff like that. So then that's going to be what I'm going to do that day. So it's it's kind of weird, like, scheduling out your geekdom. But, you know, again, with the subscriptions and the Internet and everything that we have there, like, it, it is easier to lop off that time and not necessarily feel like I'm missing out because I, I'm still – circling back around to it you know
1: right right okay um so i do know that you have a gaming corner today yes
0: yes so uh, i swear i'm not going to keep harping on the outer worlds forever but i just love it so much (laughs) and there's one little aspect of it that i think i don't know if a lot of people missed it but i know Mm -hmm. i picked up on it immediately because it is kind of like just relevant to me, my life and, you know, my interest and everything like that. So um, warning, slight spoilers for the DLC uh, Murder on Eridanos. Um, nothing huge, but I just want to go ahead and give that out there. Um, it's not going to be any plot points, but rather a character in specifically. So Murder on Eridanos does deal with a murder, Shockingly, that happens on Eridanos. Um, And one of the suspects that you are going to interview and look into is this tossball player called uh, Black Hole Birdie. And um, tossball is basically this kind of nebulous sport that's made up in Halcyon. Um, It's very physical, very, uh, you know, physically demanding. And there's it's not really a direct... uh, Descendant of a specific sport. It's more like an amalgamation of different things because it's got some like uh, American football elements. It also has some like, it feels like field polo or something like that and baseball aspects to it. Like it's it's basically a whole mishmash, but it is definitely very physical. And you um, will get certain tidbits about this player, Black Hole Birdie, before you actually get to talk to him. And then when you talk to him, it's kind of a little different than what you might think um when you actually get to talk to him and when i was talking to him comparing the notes of what i'm told about him and then talking to him i'm like oh god this guy has cte <laughs> like it very obviously he has cte and like he, he, you know because just the um the different aspects of oh well you know he has a bit of a temper and he'll fly you know he'll you know, have some anger issues. But then, like, you talk to him and, like, he's just really calm. He's very collected. But then you also get the sense that he, you know, he, he has lots of memory problems. He has these holes in his memory and he doesn't really, like, you know, he he gets confused and things like that. And it's like, like holy shit. Like, we, we are actually, like, it, we're actually having this representation for CTE in this game. Like, it, it's incredible because, I mean, just getting getting the NFL to acknowledge the existence of CTE and its former players is just like pulling hen's teeth. It's almost impossible. Um, I, I remember like seeing this little, uh, not like documentary, but like report on, um, on this football player. Uh, it was a former Pittsburgh player. I believe it was Iron Mike Sharp. Is that who I'm thinking of? I think that's who it is. But he... He had it really, really bad, and it got to the point where, I mean, he was very influential and very famous for his work with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but he got to the point near the end of his life, he didn't remember any of it, not one bit of it. That's how bad it was, and it's like, you know, this is a big problem that isn't really being addressed in our own society, and here we have a character clearly represented in the outer worlds where we can see this projected on there, and... You know, I don't know if anybody else really picked that up as much as I did, you know, having a husband who is a former wrestler who also has like, you know, head injuries, (laughs) you know, like this is very relevant. Like this is something that, you know, I'm going to have to look out for in my own husband. So seeing, seeing it in the video game, I'm hoping kind of normalizes a conversation about it because it is a very important conversation that needs to be had. And obviously, you know, big props to Obsidian and Private Division for actually putting the thought and the care behind this character to bring this to life in a realistic way to where he's not just this uncontrollable rage monster he's a very complex character who he experiences bouts of rage but there's you know it's that's not all there is to it there's a lot more nuance to it and you know I I really hope to see more of more stuff like this in video games in the future as well and I'm hoping that maybe it will bleed over into real life and we can talk about it <laughs> I don't know
1: did they actually um address what CTE is uh, and I, I don't know the acronym so you'll have to tell me
0: <laughs> uh well I mean like they it wasn't like specific like yes yeah, like this character has CTE you know like it, it wasn't like okay. a like it wasn't like a ham-fisted like hitch over the face kind of thing you know but it was it was more like I recognized a lot of the symptoms and just talking with him I was able to like get the sense that this is a guy who he has these bouts of anger but he's also not all quite there like he has like a lot of different holes in his memory and he's obviously you know he has a lot of frustration with that and there's some confusion in there and CTE like that's kind of how it manifests Um, it's chronic traumatic encephalopathy so it's basically you hit your head enough and you start you know having like different symptoms that are like almost dementia like so you know to see that even though it's not like yeah like a hand like i said like a hand fisted yes this character has cte and this is what this is representing it was just a very realistic take on what you might see if you were to sit down with somebody who actually has cte like in the here and now like in real life you right, know right
1: okay awesome yeah i mean i've, I've said it more than once it uh, blows my mind what (laughs) um what games are doing now uh with their portrayal of characters so um making them more lifelike and being able to see um different kinds of people and different representations is uh, something that is, is still super exciting to me yeah um that being said i do want to try and wrap up um I know that we have announced about uh, not coming back until September but we still want to hear what you uh, would like to hear from us so whether that's a topic or to um, kind of iron down those ideas and um, come up with a series of things we can talk about with um, new uh, shows and reboots of shows versus um, things that are sequels I definitely think that Tegan and I can talk forever about that oh, yeah. um, but it, it would it, it is definitely on my list of things to research and to look into and make sure that we uh do the topic some very serious uh, uh justice so um and there's a lot of really cool things coming up in september october november um you know there's going to be dune the new movie and hopefully they will do that better than they did the two past uh renditions of, um visual media that they made as well as um gosh i think there's a couple other big old things coming out at the end of this year too so um please let us know on whatever way you'd like to let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about um don't worry we'll be back in september and until then we'll miss you and we'll be coming up with some great things to talk about um with that i'm lindsay
0: and I'm Tegan, and thank you so much for getting nerdy with us today on Beauties and headcanons.